Welcome to Start Late, Finish Strong. I'm Julie. And I'm Neely, and we're here with a little coffee and conversation between two unlikely friends who just happen to find a common path through running. We are non-elite runners who came to running later in life, and we are here to share our journey with you. We are running coaches or nutritionists. We just love to run, and we love the community that we found through running. What started as four runners has grown into hundreds of runners sharing their struggles, victories, and miles with each other. With the motto of all faces, faces, and races, the Stephenville Running Club encourages all runners to set goals and seek growth. Our conversations will dive into training highs and lows, grit to gadgets, and mindset to motivation. We hope to introduce you to our community of runners through discussions that help us all get better. Okay, Neely. Well, I am so excited again today. This is our third uh, recording session. For, I know. <laughs> and I thought about it and, you know, I was, I listened to several other podcasts and, you know, typically the episodes are numbered and there is something about like a feeling of accomplishment that it just makes me happy to know that we can stay consistent with our running and stay consistent in these conversations that I hope in turn will you know benefit others as well. So episode three coming episode at us, right? Three. Um, and I'm super excited um, for our topic, but before we get started on our topic for today, I would love for you to share with us a little bit about what last week meant to you. Um, for, for those of you that don't know, you took a planned I rest took a week. week off, and that was my first week off in probably four years. I don't know, it's been a long time since I've taken that amount of time off. And like, I, I've run seven marathons and never run, never taken a week off. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> It was time, it was time to, to take a week off. And so I'll say this to, to start with, like, was it easy? Was it hard to take a week off? Like, yes, it was hard, but I traveled for work. Um, I hit a deer, told my car, like, so there was a lot so going on <laughs> during, <laughs> during my week off. Um, but that said, I'll say this, I felt um, pressure on Monday morning whenever we got up to, to, to just roll with the, the, and it also was, was a hard break with a restart on Monday of, of looking towards the Houston Marathon, 14 weeks of training, um, I'm using a Coros plan. I'm super excited. Yeah. It is a, it's a Molly Seidel uh, plan that her coach put on Coros. So anyway, all that to say, Monday morning, I was antsy and ready to go. And excited like it was the first day of school. Absolutely. Yeah. And I felt so great. And we, we did a workout on the first day and we had eight reps of, uh, of, of three tenths of a mile. And it felt glorious. Well, I know you say that, but I might have visited with a few other people that <laughs> ran with you that day. No, you know what's exciting, Neely, is to see your excitement. Um, it benefits all of us because we get to kind of glean from that, like, wow, you are an amazing runner, but you still listen to your body, even though that week was full of distraction and some travel. Um, you took the time to discipline yourself to take that time off. You know, that can translate really easily to those of us who possibly have had maybe injuries or setback or just the need to give your body the rest. Um, Absolutely. You need. And Julie, I've already had people reaching out to me like, hey, should I take a week off? Like, do I need to do this? And yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, if you're asking the question, it probably time to, to take a week off. Yeah. And well, and I think too, we're going to talk about it today, a lot of back and forth about physical and mental aspects of training and running, but that's a mental game too. Um, you know, I'll throw them under the bus because, you know, we're married and for <laughs> as long as we've been married, I don't think he's going to bail on me for throwing him under the bus today, but Dana's, you know, suffered a little torn meniscus. Yes. Um, when I say little, it's a major thing, but it is a little tear, which is beneficial. Um, and he's been able to, you know, he, he did the appropriate steps. He took the time to um, some therapy through a Rosti. He came here to DPT, which little shout out to DPT. Here we are again, having our coffee and conversation at DPT's offices here in Stephenville. But, um, but that discipline of resting when your body needs it is, um, it's a mental game because you begin to feel defeat pretty, pretty soon. So keeping yourself distracted with maybe something else other than running right. is an, as a really good idea too. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's something that we should all plan. And mm -hmm. I haven't done that. 
prior to last week. Um, it, but, but I do think it's a good idea to plan rest mm -hmm. into your training year um, and thinking, okay, when, when am I going to take a week and just rest? Right. Now, take that on a smaller note, because I know, you know, like you've, you've always, you know, you know where you're going and running and this new plan is kind of excited. Like it is kind of like the first day of school because we get to follow along with a plan with the, I have a different plan starting for Houston Marathon. Yay. And it is exciting to have that syllabus, to have like the calendar in front of you. But what does your week look like normally for rest? Ooh, for rest? Um, Do you build in rest days during your week? That is a great question because <laughs> over the summer I took, um, uh, it was just over a hundred days where I did not have a rest day. Um, uh, I'd, I'd heard some some things that maybe you don't need rest um, mm -hmm. on a regular basis, depending on what kind of running you're doing. Um, did a whole lot of easy running, a lot of run walk, which by the way, I just am a believer in run walk. Um, so almost you built in rest for yeah, your schedule. Yeah, yeah. We should all be, and, and we are aware, keep in mind your capabilities as yes. a runner, what that rest really looks like, whether it is a walk-run session, right. which could still be at a pace that is much faster than some are capable, whether it's full-on walk days or full-on rest days or possibly cross-training days or Absolutely. different activities. So. But I, I the, for this training block, I, I've set aside Mondays are going to be my, my normal rest day um, going forward. So yeah, oh, taking Monday so as a rest real day. rest day. Real rest days. Sundays are going to be the long, long days with with some with more tempo than I've typically done. Okay. Days. And so um, Mondays are going to be recovery. And uh, I look forward to this next training cycle, um, kind of bouncing off between your plan, my plan, other people's plans, and kind of see where it takes us as this fall running is is coming up strong. Yes, um, for like, winter marathons. I know, we have Here like we a list of events that it gets so exciting. I recently um, started Training Peaks plan okay, yeah. um, just for organization. And I, because mm -hmm. I just, that just clicks all the boxes for me. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually nearly had gotten kind of caught up in not really remembering what all I had registered for. Which sounds a little crazy, but I am a I'm a paper and pencil, mm -hmm. like I like a calendar that's like real. Um, and the wedding, I will say, kind of threw me off my game. Yes. Like I was focused on so many other things, but this other little thing called running was still happening. Mm -hmm. I was still throwing in a registration now and again. But when I sat down in training things and really put in my schedule, yes. I was like, Shoot. Look at those <laughs> runs I have coming up. And it really gave me hope because, yeah. um, you know, we're going to talk about motivation today. Maybe that's a perfect segue in uh, today's talk being really about um, what motivates us and kind of the, the journey from motivation to discipline. And I think those two things are, are parallel, but, um, but different. And um, I had a really great visit later on in the episode. We're going to throw it in. Uh, with Jason Huffman, the our, our ultra marathoner um, with SRC. And that's been super fun to kind of watch his journey, but he has some really great insight on it too. So before we get too big into it, I do have some um, local SRC friends that shared with me today what motivates them. Okay, who do, who, so, who do, we, who do we hear from? Well, first off, first one to respond, Tracy Goodman, rock star that she is. Um, and she nailed it. And we all feel it. And it sounds like a negative, but it's totally a positive. But that's peer pressure. Huh. And it's like peer pressure slash friends. Because thank goodness we have peer pressure, right? Absolutely. I'm so glad that I get to be your peer. Absolutely. And run alongside you. Um, and, is, and I think most runners' mindsets, or at least a healthy runner mindset, is that peer pressure is a good thing. Absolutely. You know, it's a good push as long as you keep it in check. And, um, you know, we talk a lot about that in the club and our circles and our friend groups about how that has to translate to encouraging uh, friends and not feeling the pressure in a negative right. way. Um, anyway, she also went on to say goals, mental clarity. Isn't mental that, clarity. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, That's going to come up again in a minute. But Tracy Goodman, that was on, on target. 
Um, and one of your perfect running buddies, Matt Miller, shared accountability. I would not call Matt perfect, but he is a running buddy. Go ahead. <laughs> running buddy. He's a perfect complainer. Love you, perfect complainer. Yes. No, accountability <laughs> is a strong drug that motivates me, he said. And the fact that I know there's a community of people that are getting it done every day. And we've all agreed, we'd Absolutely. all say amen to that. You know, thank goodness we have this community of runners. Um, another one that um, that went ahead to share a little bit more stress relief, unplugging. Oh, this is Kevin from uh, oh, from Comanche. Yeah, yeah. Um, stress relief, unplugging from um, from technology for a bit. Not your watch. <laughs> Just all the other interruptions. Um, health, friends, and goals. Now, this one brought to mind that that time and running, which sometimes alone runs are really great. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do you ever get just an alone absolutely. run? Okay. Absolutely, yes. And and what what do you love about that? So alone runs for me, especially over the years, have been really great to to process through the struggles of work, family, mm -hmm. just life in general. And there's a lot of struggles going on right now, like where you where you have time to just process through, like what in the world is going on. Right. So. Alone time for me is that I don't listen to things while I run. Right. Um, we know Neely. So yeah, so all of you are you're talking. if you're listening to this <laughs> while you're running, like uh, kudos to you. I, I don't do that. Um, and so just it's time for reflection. It's yeah. also time for prayer and meditation mm -hmm. and and just processing things um, with God and uh, and how that relates to people. Like I, I just think running is a great time. It's therapeutic. Yes. and I think you can oftentimes. Uh, hear answers on a run that maybe you've been seeking for quite some time, but the world right. is noisy, you know, yes. and, and I want to say, Kevin, thank you for sharing that with me. But, but the other big thing for me as a mom, and I'm not, not shunning the dads, but you know, as a mom, when I first started running, I remember I had to get the armband. I had to have a thing because I had to have that phone with me all yes. times. Well, as things advanced and I got a nicer watch and then the Apple watch, you know, had the cell phone service on it. So I went to that version. I started getting a little braver about, you know, maybe I don't need my phone. Right. Because there were a lot of times, especially in the business I was doing at the time, I would get texts and, oh, man, I got to get that one. Just that interruption. So yes. I love that that we can address the fact that maybe there are times when you just need to unplug yes. and not be available. Absolutely. And that's a shout out to our young moms out there who are oftentimes pulled between the stress of, of caring for their babies and taking that one hour a few times a week, um, you know, at the crack of dawn to and get that run in. Disconnect and, yes. and have time for yourself. Yeah, for it's sure. So great. A couple more. Um, Tracy also shared that physical strength, a quote, physical strength will get you to the start line, but mental strength will get you to the finish. Absolutely. Again, kind of playing off of this, you know, we talk about training, but it's the mental battle that we hit a lot. Um, and surprisingly enough, I will, t I'll wrap it up with this one. Um, I give him a hard time, but I think the best one of the day came from Ryan. Actually, I have two more to share. I got to share. Ryan? The yes. Something good came and, from Ryan. And it's this clean. Is... It's clean. Oh, yeah. Wow. There's not anything right. I can't say out loud. Um, how you do anything is how you do everything. Oh, look at him. Man, at doesn't him. that speak that to your soul? Fantastic, Ryan. Yeah. It's some good stuff, Ryan, because we can all um, we can all take a lesson in that. As important as we think, you know, going out for that mile run or going out for the long run, um, what if we took every single thing we do in life to that degree? I love that. That really parallels, or you know, how I parent and kind of translate that to how I want to train for something. Um, so that's great. And then one more, because it was a great one, also, Ira. Simple and to the point. Who's going to carry the boat? And at first, I'll be honest, Ira, I had no idea what he meant. What, I was like, what, Ira, what, what, what are you talking about? What does that even mean, Ira? Okay, are you, are you aware? No. I had to Google it. It's okay. I, I feel better now. I was thinking, am I the only I one? I know that the University of Minnesota, they row boats, but I don't know no. uh, like what, what was, who's carrying the You know what I thought? I thought, is this some kind of like quote from the Godfather movies or something <laughs> that I'm just unaware of and Ira's, you know, privy to? Uh, but no, it means, you know, if the leader doesn't lead, what will the rest do? And I love that when I think about our club with SRC. Um, you know, I think you and I, you know, sitting together and, and doing this is kind of that illustration because we're totally different runners, totally different skill set, totally different athleticism, but we come together for the same purpose to lead a group of friends uh, to get better. So 
way to go, Ira. We're going to keep that one and maybe make it into a sign or something. <laughs> but um, anyway, so let's move on. Um, of course, all those things. Oh, oh man, I got one more. Okay. I can't. I can't leave out Phil. Phil, good one. And actually, Dane, I'll, I'll I'll give him another shout out. Um, you know, it's no secret I'm a little older than probably the average age in our club. I think our average age of the club is about thirty-five. I only know that because some race entries. Interesting. I, I I would love to know like the difference between the average age and the median age because oh you're way uh, way more mathy than I am but we median, can probably figure that yeah, out. I, I want to know. Hey, who's an accountant out there? We have oh, Kevin Randolph. There's your new are job. We, are we really that old? I am old. I'm old too. Yeah. I'm well, too. speaking of old, yeah. I'm just saying Dana's been a runner all his life. Okay. And so there's a different mindset from someone who maybe didn't come to running until later in life. And now it's like, it's all right. gold from here. Right. I'm like, man, I'm just, it's all cake. Right. Because I'm better than I, because I never had it before. Mm -hmm. um, but when you've been a runner all your life, and, right. and now you're aging through, what does this look like as I get older? Um, yeah, we can still do so much. And he is so capable, mm -hmm. but things change. Absolutely. And so his quote was, never stop moving. And I and I love that because he's right. You know, we just keep on moving. He does a lot of flying more than running mm -hmm. these days. But, right, right. Uh, but when he can, he's moving. Carry airplanes, not boats for him. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then the the next one was, of course, Phil Goodwin, who's just a very consistent um, runner with our group. And one of our dear friends, one of the first ones to show up, has been there since day one. And his was to never fall back into old habits. And that really resonated with me as I kind of share a little bit of a victory story with Phil as, as like really changing and transforming your entire body and health. Um, Phil has also done that. And so I love that, that the motivation for him is that he's got to, got to keep going on this track Absolutely. and uh, not go back to where he was. So anyway, now we can move on um, to something else. All right. So, um, oh goodness, where am I? What it takes to okay, all right. So, what does it take to to do to take on big goals? What does it take to take on the big goals, physically, mentally, shifting to a disciplined mindset? So, for you, Julie, um, coming at this running later on in life than say your husband and many others, um, what what made the change for you? Like, how how did you get motivated to to hit the road, so to say? Well, you know, originally. You know, I really want you to reflect on when you changed into a Boston Marathoner because that BQ uh, push is huge. But I'll, I'll go and reflect briefly because I think I can share some insight for those that are pretty versed in like 5K running. But the next big step is obviously a half marathon. And I remember thinking, but I thought 5K was so impossible that if I did that, like what if I just worked hard and then a half marathon could happen. And um, it feels good now to sit back and think, you know, okay, well, check. that That's doable. Right. And, and have lost count how many of those that I did. So then the obvious next step um, is that forward motion, that forward movement of the next goal. And I don't know. I think it's just innate in runners that we want to achieve this status of marathon runner. It is a big deal. It is. And there's a book I'm listening to right now called How to Run a Marathon. And it actually has absolutely no <laughs> steps on how to run a marathon. But it's been very insightful um, with the level, different runners, you know, from all over that give their insight on how to run a marathon. And um, that, that's been really key to me is just to be a part, to be seen, that sounds conceited, and I don't mean it conceited, but sure. when you run a marathon, it is a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. And people see that as something like, wow, that's a big accomplishment. And so it feels good to be seen. So Absolutely. I think that's always been motivating to, and, and switched me to think, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to run a marathon a year, you know? Absolutely. And, and running a, the first marathon, in fact, today on my, my time hop, um, I look. I was looking through there, and it, it said something like, "So many days until I run my first marathon," oh, yeah. and I was so excited, which I totally bonked, and it was terrible and horrible. But it's invigorating um, to plan. Absolutely. So it's just thinking through, like running that first marathon. It is tough. 
and exciting and all those sorts of but things. But you would still, in that same breath, remember how bad the bonk was, but in the same breath, you're going to say, everybody should do it. Oh, absolutely. See? And That's after I finished that marathon, in pain and, and not as fast as I had hoped, I, I savored my donut like crazy. That's right. <laughs> Good way. That's right. So um, you obviously transitioned from just amateur running to being a Boston qualified runner. And that is a huge accomplishment. Um, I mean, it really sets the bar across across the board for marathoners. So when you began that journey, what was different from when you very first, I mean, were you thinking Boston qualifier at that San Antonio race that was so bad? Okay, so the San Antonio race, uh, yes, I, I thought there was a chance, which is why I went out a little hard. <laughs> Um, in the heat, the inhumidity that was that day. And so I did think, yeah, I could, I could go, go su it. sub 320. And I was in position to do it at the halfway mark. And then that's when the cramps hit. Okay. And, the, and, and I felt like electric pulses were pulsing through my legs. And so bad things happened after that. Um, but yeah, I did think at that point that I, I could possibly get there, um, which I did like a couple months later. So, I mean, I, I was... I was physically there, I think. Um, but I will say, I'm going to go back a little ways. And uh, my first year of running, I just did um, run three minutes, walk walk a minute, and just built consistency. And I would say, just thinking through like the motivation to, to roll out and get 50 miles a month, um, just setting that goal, almost all of those miles by myself, um, like what was my motivation? And it really was that goal. And, and having a goal that, and I've always been drives you. I've always been going. bad at goals, Julie. Like, and and you've been an educator. I I am a teacher, and they always make us do goals. Mm -hmm. And I and I always kind of think it's silly. Like, like my goal is to to you know like make sure all these kids learn and do well <laughs> and like and feel loved and appreciated and yeah. valued and all it's the things that are that are hard to measure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I always kind of think that these school goals. I, I don't know. I struggle with those, right. but that was kind of the first time I really set a goal very specifically and I worked for it every month and it was important to me to get that goal and it made a huge difference for, for me personally and I also think doing 3-1 where I was walking in there really helped my body to be able to do that. To build that, yeah. Um, but then in year two is kind of where my mindset changed and I started thinking I want to be able to run a fast 5k. I wanted to be able to break 20 minutes in the 5K, which is ridiculously fast in my opinion. I just think a 20 minute 5K is crazy. Yes. Like for yeah. the longest time, I thought anybody who could break 30 was dumb. Like that just, I yeah. don't know how that works. Like, yeah. Um, but also, I started thinking, I'm going to break a 20 minute 5K. And after I hit that and started the next, the following year, extending out my miles a little bit, that's when I started thinking like, oh, maybe like the ridiculousness of Boston is, is possible. Right. You know, but that's the perfect lead into the, the other shoe that has to drop. And that's the discipline. Yes. Like motivation is super fun. Like I would venture to say what we're here looking at right here on the table is your Boston magnet from distance challenge. Um, that's, you know, Distance Challenge for Steamboat Run Club has been a great source of motivation because it's tangible. You get these cute little magnets. We do a little live presentation. You get to be proud of something. Um, it keeps you moving during the hot months of the summer in Texas. But there's a point, like you're saying, if a 20-minute 5K is in your yes. wishes, yes. your dream, then you're going to have to incorporate discipline. And I think that's what is important for new runners to think about is when motivation of running is, is cool. Like we love the swag, we love the clothes, we love maybe the instant gains that you get, you know, with your body style, your body changing, things like that. The endorphins, that runner's high, those are all great motivators. But discipline, how did that pay off when you really started taking it up a level like I know you said last week, like your your nephew got you your first running watch. Yes, got me my first running watch. And from there, um, I actually started like actually training with like actual training plans. And I think that was really helpful as far as the discipline side of things. Right. And you mentioned this earlier, but like just knowing, 
okay, I get up, I just like it syncs with my watch. Yes, it tells me it's like magic. Tells really? me how far like like this on Monday when we started our my, my training for Houston, like it tells me what pace to run, yes. how long to run at that and pace. And if you're in that pace, yes, and then it's yelling yep. at me because yes, I'm going too not. slow or going too fast and like perfect. So all of those sorts of things really help with the discipline side of things. Right. Because you don't have to start thinking, okay, what am I gonna do tomorrow? Or I'm doing the same thing I've done every day. Like it, it, it varies it for you, right. which makes it incredibly helpful, incredibly easy to just roll out of bed and know, all right, tomorrow what gonna do? I'm going to have a six mile easy run. On Sunday, I'm going to have a 12 to 13 mile easy run. Like I know these things because they're on my calendar. And so right. it's super easy. Well, let's talk for just a second to kind of addressing newer runners or people that haven't ran a lot of races and Maybe they just jumped in on a 5K, possibly through Couch to 5K, or through just running with our club now and again. Getting that first 5K under the belt feels really good. But, you know, you and I can sit across the table and say, gosh, you know, we could go through a list I've done. Like my first half marathon, I did it with Hal Higdon's half marathon, Novice One plan. <laughs> and um, it, was, it was cathartic to hear the tips and things that came through that app. And Absolutely. so it was a great tool. Um, but there are training plans, and that could be as something as simple as getting on Google or Pinteresting half marathon training plan, and it will tell you the weeks to plan, you know, 12, 16, possibly a 20-week plan for your first half marathon. Um, but there's something about just being able to set that goal to say, okay, well, the plan says I need to run, you know, three miles, five miles, three miles, and then each weekend, you know, typically your miles bump up a mile. Right. Um, keeping that at, at a, a level that you're capable of for your running um, experience. But I was telling Jason about this in our conversation that we'll get to hear later. Um, that's what started for me. And even just penciling that into the corner of my calendar, no one else had to know what three meant, but that meant right. oh, on this day, I got to run three. Yeah. So it can be something really simple, like just looking up a little plan or you can take it to the next step. Now there's such great apps, like you've already mentioned your Pro's um, app has great coaches and great uh, runner's plans. Garmin has it. I just joined Training Peaks, which we can have a little shout out to our Ironman. I know as intense as that Ironman training um, was for them, I know Training Peaks, uh, at least through Mel and Claire that we got to experience kind of firsthand with them is oftentimes I'd be like, okay, so what are y'all doing You know, tomorrow? And Melody would be like, well, I mean, my watch says this, you know, and it's like, exactly. it takes the guesswork out of what you need to do to be prepared. Having a plan, like, even if the plan is not the perfect plan, just having a plan helps you be consistent. And For sure. Consistency is is gold in, in, in distance running. It just is gold. And so having a plan helps you to be consistent and, and consistency and motivation, they go hand in hand and you can't really have one without the other. Uh, so I, I would say having a plan, sticking to it, no matter what, is, is just huge, huge key. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this too, just kind of going off on a, a quick little tangent to kind of circle back a little bit, but there's a difference between being a new runner and being the runner who's just maintaining, being a runner who's trying to get faster or go farther. Like all of those have a different mindset. Mm -hmm. And the, the, as, as a person right now who's like, Am I going to be the person who's maintaining like at 48 yeah. can like, have I reached my, where I am or is there a new plateau just yeah. beyond, you know, out beyond my reach right now that I can get to don't know the answer to that. Yeah. And you know what? I don't even think you have to know. Exactly. I will tell you as your friend and, and uh, onlooker of your journey, I don't think you're done. Um, and when I say done too, I'm like you, you know, Kathleen Huckabee, a good training friend of mine, running friend for years and years, we talk about this a lot. Um, we really, at this stage in our life, don't feel the need or the capability, not in a giver-upper kind of way, right, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. to improve. Absolutely. Although women, actually, I'll just have a little shout out to women. We actually get better between 40 and, and 45, I mean, between 40 and 50. Right. Um, we have more gains in running than any other time in our life. Wow. So for you youngins out there, keep running because you can make some really, well, I mean, like last year, me running the Chicago and 
getting within 10 minutes of the goal I set, which was a huge goal for me. Absolutely. So don't give up, but yet it's okay too, like you said, to kind of settle in to where you're at Absolutely. and and feel um, sometimes the, uh, like for you, setting those new goals of um, faster pace and mm -hmm. am I capable mm -hmm. of doing a 20 minute 5K? I could look at the same thing and think, gosh, I'm 51, I wanna keep running. Absolutely. I just wanna keep running 30 miles a week and feel good about it. Absolutely. Um, so that brings me to say another shout out to a mom. I shouldn't leave this one out because it was super important. I don't know how I missed it. Um, but Cecily, I've, I've talked about her being a young mom, busy with, with three grown boys and her motivation uh, centered back to showing your family uh, what yes. healthy looks like. Yes. Don't you yes. feel that? Yes, you definitely show your kids that, hey, this what, is what it looks yes. like to get old kids. Exactly. You know, Dana and I have kind of a, we're a little bit different. Um, stage of our life with your kiddos, you've got older ones, but you have a, a bonus little yeah. one late <laughs> little, in the game. We have a little late in the game too. We just have, we're a little further along the yes. road. Um, and it feels amazing to, to teach my kids. Yeah. This is what 51 is. You know, you don't have to stop moving. And Absolutely. I want to be that parent that like challenges them to when we go places, when we do things that they don't have to worry like, Oh, well, we're going to have mom and dad with so we can't do that, yep. you know? So that's, yep. I love that Cecily brought up um, just really Absolutely. teaching your kids that you can uh, do anything you set your mind to. Modeling that behavior that you want to see in them as they get get older and, and make decisions about their own health. Right. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, because in the, in the end, you know, it, it really is about health. Um, I was just listening to that book this morning and it talked about how you know, some people will come at you about being a marathoner and be like, you know, people die. People die running a marathon. Right. The statistic is like 0 0.08 out of 100,000 right. that have died in a marathon versus um, in this study, it was happened, it happened to be talking about during childbirth. The, those right. statistics are huge. So right. the chances of dying during a, a run uh, are very slim and almost always come with uh, can extenuating circumstances or pre-existing conditions. But what a great thing to be obsessed with. Absolutely. That we, you know, because we Absolutely. get that rap a lot. I don't know if you do, but I do. I get this little rap of like, oh my God, you're so obsessed with your club and you're running. I'm like, you are so right. You know, yeah, but and, I and could people be saying, don't, Doesn't this hurt? Doesn't that hurt? Like, uh, a little. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Like people who are our age, 50-ish, yeah. um, they hurt. And I feel great. Yeah. Like oh oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, we can we could be sore and hurt from running, uh, you know, from working out, yeah. pushing your body and growing, or you can be having aches aches and pains and bad backs and things like that just from sitting. Yes. Or you know, a constant sedentary lifestyle. It feels really good, um, especially you and I both. Uh, we've shared this, and and we aren't alone in this. I think we probably have a good bit of our community out there that they're either in the middle of this or they will be soon, but that is that sandwich generation mm -hmm. where we just barely get our children raised and then we become, you know, not necessarily caregivers, but we become responsible for maybe the well-being of our parents. And um, so I I just challenge us to keep, keep moving, like Dana said, and just, you know, continue to try to be the best we can. Absolutely, just keep moving. Okay, well, I am so excited to have one of our very finest SRC runners with me today, Jason Huffman. Hello, Jason. Hi, how are you? I'm good. <laughs> excited to um, be here to chat I, with you a little bit. I am so excited to have you because I have to be honest, I already told you last week's um, episode on fun and running, um, the, F the F word, we, um, we wanted you then because you are our vision of fun and running. and um, so we're going to talk about that in a minute, but we want to talk more about what our topic was this week, and that is motivation versus discipline. And again, you came to mind. We are thinking of you often, though, Jason. Um, but, thank you. I don't know why, but thank you. Oh, come on. Well, okay, so we're going to talk about building that mindset of a marathoner. But before we go to that discussion, I have to know, just for personal reasons, I need to know, you've got to tell me about Chicago. Oh, Chicago was amazing. Um, it was my my first major, my second 
real marathon, um, so I don't have a lot to compare it to, um, but it was amazing. The crowd support was absolutely incredible. There was shoulder-to-shoulder -shoulder people from the start line to the finish line. They were encouraging. There were That's crazy signs yes. everywhere. Um, one thing that really surprised me was the number of people on the course itself, the runners on the course. I mean, it was pretty crowded, the whole entire course. There was never a time when I was out there running by myself, which was a lot different than two weeks ago. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that race is something we'll, we'll touch on too, but um, but the Chicago Marathon, it doesn't thin, like you said. Yeah, it doesn't thin at all. Did so. you notice, um, and I forget the neighborhood, there's part where the spectators almost narrow the field because there's there were several places like, like without that. barriers yeah and which yeah. you and know they were like easing yes. out on the course and, and it's and... kind of like it didn't bother me because i'm no. not an elite but right. um right and i'm sure for the elites there were probably some better barriers made yes. or, or people watching but it almost just hyped it up even more oh, it did so it exciting. did and one of the most interesting places for me was when we made the turn into Chinatown mm -hmm. because it's narrow anyway and it's just packed full of people and everybody's yelling and cheering and celebrating and that was one of the coolest areas for me during the course um, and of course seeing all the iconic buildings and yes. stuff going through Chicago and running by the United Center and um, seeing all the history there so it was it was it was amazing. So um, if you were to rank Chicago from other experiences, which your experiences, if you were to just list out the races, I mean, you were all over the place. Like your, <laughs> your style of, of race is just all over the place. Um, so much fun in your running adventures, but how would you rank it as, as far as experience? Oh, it's from a crowd support enthusiasm standpoint, it's going to be number one. From an overall just fun time, I run at Disney a lot, so okay. I have to I have to give them the overall edge for just okay. being fun. Okay, well but that they is... don't have the crowd support. Right. The one place at Disney that does have the crowd support that is amazing is when during the marathon when you take the right hand turn down Main Street into the Magic Kingdom. Oh. And then it is packed full of people to where, you know, you can run maybe three wide at the most. It's just that packed full of people. Yeah. And so that reminded me of the whole 26 miles of Chicago. Right. <laughs> so, well, and that's just the short piece of that. I felt like um, that I'm super excited about that as Dana and I are about to do our first Disney yes. run. Um, and, and I love the crowd support and I love a themed race. So I think that's going to be you know, like you said, maybe a little less crowd support yes. at Disney, but the theme is going to like push us over. And um, you have character stops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't have character stops. Well, and we're doing wine and dine, so yes. we might have a beverage stop. You Who might knows? have a beverage stop. Um, so we're excited about that, but we want to move on because one thing I want to talk about, first of all, is I would not know you from anyone. I mean, like, there is no reason in the world that we two should be friends. No. Except for running. Except for running. And that right there is such a magical thing. Um, and I love celebrating that. That is such yes. a, it's such an important part of my life now um, because I truly do have, you know, friends across the country only because of running. Yes. And to meet some, and I, I stand on this and you come at me if you think I'm wrong, but I think runners are some of the best people Absolutely. you will ever find. Yep. And um, so we connected, of course, um, with Stephenville Running Club. Do you remember what race it was when we first met? Ooh, I don't remember the first race, but I don't I either. Remember, I'm asking. I don't. I remember. wasn't asking to quiz you. I remember. I don't so um, I got connected with SRC April a year ago. Okay. So about a year and a half okay. ago, we had just moved here to Stephenville um, from Illinois. And I had decided that I was going to do the Dopey Challenge in January oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and needed to find yes. some people to run with yes. to see if, you know, I had a training plan. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember if, I'll tell you, tell you something funny here in just a minute. I don't remember if the first time I ran with the group was a Saturday yeah. morning or if it was a Tuesday, Thursday meetup. It was it Saturday. Was, one, was it Saturday? It was Saturday because now it's all coming back to me. We met up at Cold Smoke. I remember seeing you and I try to always go to new faces yes, and make sure everybody yep. knows, okay, let's make a point of contact. 
I think we've also contact, we talked on Facebook. Yes. Because yes. I remember the Dopey Challenge and thinking how cool that was. And um, and then I remember seeing you, and honestly, not to be, you know, sexist here on Ginger, but I was actually <laughs> thrilled to have another guy join us because we're always a little shy on yes. men joining in. And I probably did something crazy like apologize to you <laughs> because I'm thinking, oh man, you got to run with a bunch of girls. <laughs> But um, I think we probably had, maybe we had Ira or, or Neely that yeah, day as well. But um, yes, so again, what a fun community. So that leads me to say, um, what motivates you to run? Oh boy, what motivates me to run is just, okay, quick little story of how I even started running. Back in 2017, I was getting ready to go to Alaska on a backpack hunting trip. And I needed to start getting into better shape and getting my endurance and cardio up. So I started running a little bit. Um, and then while I was running, about the time that I started running, a friend of mine posted about um, Star Wars Half Marathon at Disney. And it was this uh, a friend of mine that I went to college with a way long time ago. I'm like, Disney, Star Wars, I'm in. So that really got me running. So that was motivation early on for the running was running Disney Star Wars yeah. races. So you had a goal. I had a goal, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and then after that, um, when right after we when we moved here and I decided I was going to do dopey, that was the motivation. This was something incredibly difficult in my mind to be able to do. Um, and because... anyway, <laughs> go ahead for those that are listening that might not know what that dopey challenge is tell us about that so the dopey challenge is at disney world and it's over four days um thursday friday saturday sunday it's a 5k 10k half marathon and a full marathon in four consecutive days so it's 48.6 miles in that order in that well. order yeah yes. that's in always that order as well amazing to me yeah you build up to I know. it I know. <laughs> and um so that's really what got me running was, you know, April a year ago was that carrot out in front of me of doing dopey. And um, I was convinced up to that point that I would never run anything further than a half marathon. I was absolutely convinced. That's half marathon Star was Wars, enough. The Star Wars were half, yep. half marathon. Okay. Yep. And I'd run a couple other half mm -hmm. marathons. Um, I did Chicago half marathon yeah. in 2018 and another one in this couple in Wisconsin. That sort of thing. And thought half marathon, that's enough. I'll, I don't, I'll never be able to run anything further than that. And then signed up for Dopey. And, and then you got it's been the, a crazy yeah. year and a half. Yeah, it's that's, I don't even know. Like, we could do a whole um, session, a whole podcast session just on your adventures and the adventures to come because yes. we um, get so excited in our community and our friend group to be able to kind of um, learn what you're doing and hear about your stories and follow along with you and encourage you um, because you're doing some pretty amazing things. And part of that, that I think is so exciting um, is your passion, much like mine for the race lottery, <laughs> um, you know, which that's something that a lot of people don't um, know about, but it's really just a, a knowledge of just hearing about it and yeah. understanding what it really means. A lot of the big races like Chicago, um, and the overseas races such as Berlin, Tokyo, and London all participate in a lottery type uh, system yes. where, um, or they call it a drawing. And um, you have, I have been quite lucky at lotteries as well, running Chicago that way as well. And so what's nice about lotteries, Jason, that people might not understand is that as a qualifying race, our time, do you know what your time would be, need to be for Chicago? to qualify um, i'm assuming it's somewhere around 335 yeah, to 345 okay. somewhere in okay. there i'm in the 54 year old range okay. so um, i know for I boston it would be 335 when for next year right um well i'll tell you chicago's not it's not as it's competitive not as right but i still i'll just tell you at my age i still would need to get about 25 minutes faster yeah I, um, I than where i'm at that. To be able to qualify to yeah. get into Chicago, which is super cool to be able yes. to do that. But you know what? It was just as cool. It's <laughs> just to as cool to get in the lottery. Of it and do the lottery. Yes. So I'm like you. Sometimes it just takes stepping out and doing that crazy thing yes. and shooting for it, and then you get it. Yes. And you're like, well, yes, I'm going to run a marathon. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that's super exciting. Um, what about? 
running itself motivates it? What does it take? What do you keep keep doing in your life to keep motivated to run? Um, well, I have a I have a coach, and he develops my plan for me and tells me what to run. And if I have a plan, I'm one of those people that if I have a plan, I'll stick to it to every bit I can. If I have to do it on my own, I don't know that I can. But having having someone that's there looking over my shoulder in a good way, mm -hmm. keeping me on track, that's my motivation to continue to do these runs on the mornings that I don't want to do it. And because I know my coach is going to be looking it's like, why weren't you running today? Yeah. <laughs> You're the perfect example of what our topic is. And that is like turning that motivation into discipline. Yes. Because like we were visiting just briefly before that motivation is awesome and it's fun. Like I, I wanted to use the example of motivation for us at SRC. A lot of us use the distance challenge as motivation yeah. to keep running. Our desire when we made distance challenge was to give people incentive in the off season. Like in the yes. time where you don't want to run, which honestly in Texas is about three months the in summer. there. Exactly. <laughs> Those months that are so hot, it, you can easily think, you know what, maybe I'll find a different hobby, <laughs> you know? And, something indoors. <laughs> yeah, but because we made up something kind of fun and exciting, um, those cities, those goals kind of keep you motivated. But what we want to discuss, and you kind of nailed it, is that motivation only gets you so far, yeah. and it does include a lot of excitement and kind of brings on the enthusiasm and the fun part of running but the discipline has to follow. And I, I wanted you to talk about that um, aspect because I think it's so important to some new runners that maybe took on a 5K and maybe they think, well, this is fun, but like they get distracted. And like you talked about the half marathon race kind of was that next stop. Yes. And I kind of believe it is not to, not to jump right over the 10K distance, right. but when you start thinking about something bigger, um, it's a half marathon and you just can't do a half marathon without a little bit of discipline. Right. Absolutely. Okay. You can, I mean, you can fake a 5k with exactly. a little training or minimal training. Some people, if they're young enough, can do it with no training and do well. Um, but once you start getting those longer distances and that's where the motivation versus discipline, I think really comes into, into play because while that that entry on my calendar that says I have that half marathon and that marathon, that may motivate me. There are going to be days when you just don't want to get out of bed early in the morning or it's been a long day and you don't want to do those miles mm -hmm. in the evening. And that's where the discipline comes in that while you still have that motivation of that goal in mind, it's easy if you're just depending on the motivation to say, I'll do it tomorrow. Exactly. I'll do it tomorrow. Which, you know, I will say too, I think um, it's important as runners to keep a really safe mindset yes. with their bodies. And when you really are fatigued, you know, take those days. But like I was telling you earlier, I just took on a new um, app or training plan with Training Peaks. And I love it, Jason, because <laughs> it clicks all the boxes for me because it gives me like an assignment. Like uh, yes. I am like an assignment yes. girl. I am uh -huh. a people pleaser to my death, um, which is not uh -huh. always a good thing. But with running, it really is because it's like a daily assignment. Yeah. I get to look and, and see, you know, and it plans in those race days. It also allows me to kind of move those yes. when needed. Um, it keeps you accountable, yes. which is so important when you start getting into these longer distances. Well, any distance. Yes. It's just the accountability in your training and that's why I also like having a coach is I was texting him earlier today and telling him what my priorities were going to be in the coming year and what do we need to do with the schedule to adjust it. And so if I have a bad run or something and, or I'm sick, I'll just send him a text saying, Hey, I missed this run. We need to change the schedule around. And, and that still keeps that, that discipline and that mm -hmm. motivation there. So if you are right. injured or sick to be able to make those changes. And that we should say too, you know, having a really hands-on personal coach, that's like the top level of importance. But Jason, what you're taking on in the next year, that's exactly what you need. Someone that can yes. really keep yep. you focused and help you flow from where is your race preparation and where does that turn into training for yeah. the next event? Yes. Like um, we, we really will go into detail and another podcast on the goals that you have set for this next year. 
Um, but the discipline part of it can be even something much simpler, like yes. you writing your own uh, plan into your mm -hmm. calendar and mm -hmm. really writing it. I love doing that. Like I've done that for years where I will just pencil in a number at the corner. And that means like, okay, I remember when I used to run three, five, three during the week uh -huh. when I was just training for a half marathon. And then the weekdays, mm -hmm. the weekends, long run would just build up by one mile. And to me now that seems like, what was I even, I mean, like, I don't know. Now it seems like second nature. I don't have to do yeah. that, but it took that simple step of discipline, discipline to do that. The next thing too about discipline is I think it helps you realize at all costs, there are some runs you have to get in. Yes. And, and that's the part, you know, that we run in the rain or that we purchase a treadmill because it's a, a winter in Texas that was brutal and I couldn't miss runs, yeah, right. you know? And so things like that start happening too. But I think in turn, it's kind of cyclical where motivation, when it falls short, you got to kick back on the discipline and it, and it turns around and gives you more motivation yeah, to keep absolutely. going because absolutely. you get better and better. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, we are so um, happy as a club that we get to follow along and get better and we challenge ourselves. Honestly, yes. Dana and I would not be doing Disney runs if it wasn't <laughs> for you, but um, seeing you get to, and we'll talk costumes later, um, but that's just super fun that our community of runners get to experience some of those um, runs with you and get to follow along and track you. I hope you felt supported oh, oh my gosh. on your run. So much support on that run. And in Chicago because I was getting texts and Facebook messages and just in my watch, I just kept, you know, getting messages that come yes. across my watch and that just kept a smile on my face it the did. entire time and just kept me going. It kept me, I remember <clears throat> Chicago and this club, Seymour Run Club, you guys are amazing at that. But um, yes. when it was right around the biofreeze area, don't you love that? Oh, that you yes. could just do a little drive-by uh -huh. spray down. Yes. <laughs> and I remember looking down like and I, I was trying to not get my phone out very much mm -hmm. but i could see on my garmin like little top text would pop up and yes. i would see like neely and then yeah. i would see like cindy and i would see texts coming through and i didn't know what all they were saying but i knew that they were watching me and then when you finished you got to go yeah. back and read all of that at one time yeah. and it just brought it all back again yeah it's a great experience and we're so proud of you and and you make us all want to be better oh my goodness well thank you i do what i can and just enjoy it and so grateful that I found Stevensville Run Club. You guys have made a difference in what I've been able to do and kept me motivated. Well, you're <laughs> one of our best parts. So thank you very much. All right. So um, this has been a great discussion to me about motivation and discipline and consistency and all these sorts of things. Um, but really, we can sum it all up with one easy little phrase. And um, for us, it's this. It's never, never too, too late, late to start. start.